let's talk about this. <laughs> One of the things we're talking today about the secret of consistent uh, fellowship with God, how to be consistent. How to be consistent. What is the secret of consistent fellowship with God? This is a problem that so many people run into, and the reason that they run into it is uh, basically this, that they think it's going to go a different way. Their idea and what their expectation is, is a certain way. We sort of talked about it earlier this week, but it really goes hand in hand with the last two things that we talked about, is you need to know what are your responsibilities with God, and you need to know what's God's part and what's your part. And it really begins with, what do you do once you get born again? Most people are inconsistent. I'm just giving it to you right up front. There's several intricacies of this, and we'll talk about some of them. But most people fall off of consistency because they never enter into the flow of fellowship that we talked about earlier. They don't spend time with the Lord. They're not in a flow of fellowship in prayer and the word and worship, and they're not plugged into a corporate fellowship where they're experiencing that same spirit-led prayer, word, and worship. They're never experiencing that, and that, that strength and the consistency around other people, and the, the other part is being filled with the Holy Ghost, they never do those things or stay in those things and that stops the flow of fellowship that would keep them afloat, that would keep them consistent. Yeah. You know those uh, dancing characters that the wind blows in yeah, and, they, and they dance mm-hmm. at, at the side of the road? Yeah. If you turn the motor off, what happens? They're, they're inconsistent. They're not going to be consistently yeah. standing, yeah. right? Uh, but all you have to do is get the get the motor back on, get the flow back, mm-hmm. get the get the fuel to it back, and yeah. all of that is found in your flow of fellowship. Yeah. And uh, so, and seeing what our job is. So now, think about this. Think about if you flip the switch on the lights, right? Um, then what you have is a flow of power to those lights, just mm-hmm. being really general here. Yeah. I know an electrician pr- could probably correct my words, but um, you would have a flow of power. But if you turn the switch off, there's no flow, right? One of the things that makes like those uh, dancing guys work is there's a flow into them mm-hmm. and out of them. In yeah. other words, that's what keeps them flexible. That's what how they don't get rigid, that's how they don't get broken, is there's a flow in them. We talked about the Sea of Galilee versus the Dead Sea. There's a flow and it keeps life. So another part of the flow is not only having the initial Mm -hmm. flow, not only having the initial flow in, but it's making sure that the flow of God flows through. Right there's an actual flow, mm-hmm. not just an input. There's yeah. a flow through, yeah. and that's where we have to know that our job is not where you work, it's not where you punch in, it's not where you get your paycheck. A believer's job is to be the consistent ambassador, to yeah. be an ambassador of Christ, winning souls, making disciples, flowing in supernatural power, yeah. flowing in supernatural revelation. Right. To be to have this fruit of God and have this fellowship flow and have the fruit of the Spirit in them. Yeah. The, the, this is a flow that every believer needs. Now watch this. If a believer is receiving input, let's say that he's in fellowship 
He's in fellowship with God. He's in spirit-led prayer, word, and worship. And he's in corporate fellowship. And he stays filled with the Holy Ghost, right? But he never allows that flow to flow into another person. Mm -hmm. He is going to be unhappy. He's not going to have what he wants. Why? Because all of that flow is has a two-part reason for being there. And the first part is you, but the second part is your neighbor. Yeah. Right? It's the person that you're going to run into. It's it's the person that you're going to help. It's the person that you're going to lead to Jesus, that you're going to disciple, that you're going to release the anointing into. Uh, The flow of God is never designed to come in and be hoarded Mm -hmm. and stopped. And we have that one example of the story in the New Testament where he tells the story of the guy who's hoarding. Yeah. And he says, listen, you're, you foolish man, mm-hmm. you foolish man, tonight, tonight your soul will be required of you. Why? Because you've stepped out of the mission mm-hmm. of this flow. Yeah. And a lot of times people don't realize that the flow of God is not just designed for them. It's designed for the people around them. And so they never pass that on, and they never fulfill their calling and their design. Yeah. Right? And so to be, put this in the comments, a consistent ambassador. My job is to be a consistent ambassador. Amen. Well, you know, whenever you bring up, brought up that illustration of the light switch, you know, like the the way that I was saying, like that flow is always available. Like, it's available. It's yeah. always there. It's, it's always the going to the switch. But if that switch is off, it cuts that flow from Correct. reaching where it needs to reach. Exactly. You know? exactly. And um and so like like I'm thinking like even with like an outlet, there's a flow there. You might not see it, but Correct. it's there. I mean, just stick a, a knife in it. You'll find out that there's there's yeah. a flow. Don't do that. that. Don't do that. Don't Sorry. do that. Yeah. But um. <laughs> Uh, but but you'll find out it's there. You know, there's something or plug something yeah. into it. That's yes. better. You'll find. Yeah, the flow's yeah. there. You know, you just gotta hook into it and allow it to flow. Correct. And, um, and uh, one one of the things that was just coming up to me, like, could, could this be the secret to consistent to being consistent? It could be. I don't know. But um, this is what came up to me was that the secret to being consistent is to be consistent. <laughs> <laughs> like. Wow. Right? <laughs> no, yeah. that's continue because yeah. yeah. you're right. Because right. because really what what causes us to be consistent? Just making the decisions to be yes. consistent. You yes. know, like are we always because like I think a lot of times we're waiting to feel motivated to be consistent, but our flesh is always going to try to or there's always gonna be a reason why not to. Our flesh is always gonna be trying to focus on the reason why not to. Our, our flesh, you know, will, will bring up those things and it might not make us feel motivated, but when I make the decision to be consistent and do the right things, that by me consistently being consistent and doing the right things, that'll yes. over time develop the, the desire to be consistent. Because yeah. then the fruit's in action, it's, it's active. You know, sometimes uh, at, at the beginning, uh, like when you don't know how to pray and you start entering into prayer, Sometimes the flesh can be loud. It's a, yes. it, it can feel difficult. Just like the first time I met Serena, that conversation, it wasn't the, the easiest flow, you know. Um, but I gave myself to it. We kept talking. Yeah. We kept having yeah. conversations. And over time, it became, it's now a joy for me to talk to my wife. Same thing with the Lord, you know, uh, in, in developing, 
developing that relationship, I just had to be consistent. Right. Even, even in the moments when I did not feel like being consistent and right. I wasn't motivated to put on faith because I feel like just yielding to the attack. You know, those moments, yeah. I have to, like, how do I stay consistent? By just being consistent and, yeah. and doing the the spirit-led word, spirit-led worship, yes. spirit-led, yeah. uh, spirit-led, there's, what was the third one? Spirit-led word, prayer. worship, prayer. Yeah, being in those times, the corporate stuff. Like, yeah. I'm not going to let the situation that I'm facing cause me to come up with a reason why oh, I, I don't need to do these things right now because I'm sure God understands that I'm going through something. That's what's going to cause me to be up and down yes. and roller coaster. Yes. Life. But whenever I keep those things as a constant flow in my life, because what, what, what am I doing? I'm turning that switch off and the flow, the flow is stopped. Correct. But if I keep those things on, even when I don't feel motivated to, that consistency will empower my consistency. Yes. <laughs> like the, the secret to being yeah. consistent is just be consistent. And like you would say stuff like that to me all the time, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> how? <laughs> but, just make up your mind yeah, to do you it. Just yeah. Make the decision, just do it. Yeah. That, you're actually, I know that sounds simplistic, and I know that that sounds like, well, that's a cop out, but it's not. It's actually not. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to show something to you here in a second. But so look at this is number one, if you want to be consistent, you want to focus on what your job is. And your job is to be the consistent ambassador. In other words, recognize that God wants to flow through you. Right. I just found what cameras on me. Uh, <laughs> recognize that God wants to flow through you. Recognize that. Uh, he doesn't want you to be a dead end. Your job is not just to receive all the goodness of God and not do anything with it. God wants to flow through you. If you don't recognize that, then you're going to get crusty really quick, kind of like the Dead Sea. You know, it's the salt sea, and it's very, 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 very salty. That yep. It's why people float there, because, and they, it's really crusty around the outside because of all the minerals. If you don't have a flow, you can put this in the comments. If I don't have the flow of God through me, I'm going to get crusty. (laughs) Think about that. Does that not describe religion so very well? When you go into certain churches that are, that are religious, they're crusty. (laughs) Like, and it's, it's like sickening because they really don't have any flow. They're not allowing the flow of God's love, yeah. his anointing, his joy to flow through them. And they're rough. They're rough around the edges. They're crusty. And it's ugly. It, it really is unattractive. It's ugly. And you'll get crusty. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be that person. Um, you want to be the person who has a gentleness to them. You want to be the person who has the flow of God's love. And But the second part is how to get that flow is what we talked about, being filled with the Spirit, the fellowship, and the fellowship flow. So what are you cringing at? It's going to make such a good reel. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Your brain's already making it. Yeah. (laughs) Good. (laughs) So you see that fellowship flow. You see the Spirit-led prayer, Spirit-led worship, Spirit-led word, Mm -hmm. and then Receiving all of those things together in a corporate body, spirit-led word worship and, and prayer in the corporate setting. When you are in the spirit, in the body, and, and individually you're in prayer, word, and the worship, you're going to have a supernatural flow. 
Yeah. You're going to have a supernatural flow. And think about this. Don't make it harder than it is because a lot of people are like, well, I don't know, I don't know. Listen, you were made for this. Yeah. You might not even know this, yeah. but your spirit, man, when it's renewed in Christ, it was designed for a flow. Yeah. It was designed for consistent flow, input and output. It was designed for it. Let your spirit, man, be what it's created yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean by that is don't get your brain wrapped in the in around it to stop it. It's kind of like if you took a... You know, if you took some rope or barbed wire or anything like that and you put that in the road and hooked it around a tire, mm-hmm. eventually that's going to cause some major trouble to that car running, yeah. right? Don't let your brain be the the stopping point. Don't let it be the choking thing yeah. that stops the flow of God. Get your logic out of the way. Get your emotions out of the way. All you have to do is meditate. What you're thinking on is what did God say? What does he want me to do? And yield to that. Yield to him. Be hungry and humble. Go after him. And you will see the flow of God continue. Yeah. It reminds me of something that I heard you say before is like the purpose of the storm is to get your eyes off of God. You know, like like the situations yeah. that we face and in those moments when our emotions and our feelings are trying to be so loud. Such a great the, state. The, the purpose of that storm is to get you to, to yep. break yeah. off of that flow and to, and to just kind of shut down or internalize or try to figure it out or revert back to old systems and old, yeah. old habits. But, but in like you see Peter, you know, or the, just the disciples in the storm. You know, the, the storm's raging. They're trying everything in their power to, yeah. to, to fix the problem. All they had to do was take their eye, like, oh, recognize, like, Jesus, where is yeah. he? Let's find him. The second they found him, the storm was, was gone. You know, Correct. Sa- same thing with Peter whenever he was walking on the water, right? Yeah. His eyes are on Jesus, and then he shifts his eyes to the storm. What's the purpose of the storm? To get your eyes off of the Lord. And so he shifted his eyes, started focusing on what's going on, how he's feeling, the fear of it all. Like, I, I could drown. And what happens? He starts going under, you know, because yeah. he shifted his focus from the flow and from the word that he yes. received. You know, like, that's what, like the big thing you were just saying about meditating yeah. on the yeah. word. You know, he stopped meditating on the word and he started meditating on the waves. And because of that, he started to sink, yes. you know, because that's what he was walking on. He was walking on the word. Yes. Correct. And he shifted his, his focus off of the word onto the waves and he started to sing. So, so in, again, what's the purpose of the storms that the enemy brings in or, or the, the attacks or the different things like that is to get us to shift our focus and disconnect from where we need to be and what we need to be doing to get us inconsistent and into a up and down, up and down roller coaster life of Christianity, which that's not true Christianity. Yeah. And, uh, and so we need to, again, be consistent. Yeah. No matter yeah. what it looks like, no matter what's going on, just consistently do the things we need to know. We know that we're called. To yes. And in a few minutes, we're going to share something of this fellowship flow. And we're going to share something that I think will really, really help you in just a few minutes. In the meantime, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something the Lord spoke to me directly about the time we started the church. But at the same time, will you get ready uh, in the King James uh, Proverbs 16.3, Proverbs yes, 16.3 in the King James. And it just says it simple enough where you don't have to interpret it. And so one of the things that happened, I've watched, my dad used to say, uh, he used to always talk about this, and it kind of marked me. He would say, 
don't be a flash in the pan. You don't want to be a flash in the pan. And what that meant was that you would uh, have a flash fire, like you'd be making a dish with some oils or something, you'd have a flash fire, but it wouldn't continue. In other words, there would be, it'd be there for a split second. You know, it was there for a vapor. You didn't want to just be there for a split second and then be gone. And I've watched that. What that basically means is be consistent. Find your operating temperature and stay there, right? Find the natural God-given operating temperature and stay there. Don't don't just go, you know, flash hot for a few minutes, right? Uh, And have, see, if you only think that being inconsistent is normal or okay, then you're going to be inconsistent, and yeah. that's going to be your normal, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why you have to understand, like when I say, just do this, right? I'm, I'm really, what I'm telling you to do is stop allowing your mind to say it, it can only be going, going that way. It, you should see the only way it can actually go is God's way, mm-hmm. right? I don't, if God said it, then that's the way that it's going. Yeah. That's why, like when I get, for example, if I have a sickness, I'm in a corrupted world, and I have a sickness that tries to jump on me. Well, I know already spiritually that is only designed to go one way with me as a child of God and as the healed of the Lord. By his stripes, I was healed, Yeah. right? So I understand that that's only designed to go one way, right? So one of the things is the first thing I'll do is I'll stop agreeing with the inconsistency of the word. Yeah. I'll stop agreeing with the inconsistency of the word. So this sickness is trying to make me be inconsistent with the promise. Yeah. And so my first thought is to understand that this is wrong. This is not right. This is not where I'm supposed to be. And if my normal is consistently being with the word, if that's my normal is to consistently be with the word, then then I'm going to expect that. Mm-hmm. And you have what you expect. Yeah. So a lot of times people think that problems are the normal, and so they expect problems, and guess what they get? They get problems. So uh, you have to learn to expect God's normal, right? If you expect inconsistency and up and down and all over the place and not the promises of God, if that's what you expect, that's what you're going to get. You know, he says uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for. We know that a major piece of biblical hope is expectation. Mm-hmm. So faith is the substance of what you expect. Yeah. Faith is the substance of what you expect. Yeah. Please put that in the comments. That's not stretching God's word. Mm-hmm. That's literally saying what it's saying. Yeah. Uh, it's saying a little bit more than that. Faith is the substance of what you're in joy over. Faith is the substance of, of what you're confident on, yeah. right? But and we need to be confident in the in the consistency of God. Let me ask you this question: Is God consistent? Yes. Are we made in His image and likeness? Yes. So is consistency not only available to us, but God empowered it in us? 
Remember, he says, I've already granted to you everything pertaining to life and godliness. And it is godliness consistency. So he's already granted to you everything pertaining to consistency. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, what was just coming to me is one of the fruit of the Spirit. Part of the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. Faithfulness, yes. Consistency is, is... in, like it's part of faithfulness, being yes. faithful, being yes. consistent with the word, being faithful and consistent with your word, being faithful and consistent with what you know to do. That's what faithful means. Correct. So, yeah. so, and that's a part of the fruit of the spirit. So if I'm flowing in the spirit, I'm faithful and consistent. You're consistent. You, in other words, faithfulness really speaks to the fact that you're there, mm-hmm. you're present. You're where you need to be. Yeah. We can have faith in God because we know He's always there. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be consistent. Yeah. He does not change. Yeah. So godliness is not changing. It's not going up and down. See, so you can see we can literally put faith on being consistent. How many people have ever thought about that before? Like, I can put faith in being consistent. I just gave you enough scripture mm-hmm. to prove you can put faith in being consistent. Praise God. Yes. <laughs> And see, that's revelation for a yeah. lot of people. And that's why when I'll make a statement that says, hey, just do it, you know, I'm expecting you to put faith in the ability that you can. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You see that? Yeah. And and truthfully, I, I'll be real honest. The Holy Spirit's helping us right here. This is the anointing is flowing. It's helping me say things I've wanted to say for years, but he's helping me say it now. Yeah. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. This fresh revelation mm-hmm. saying it in this way. Yeah. But you can have faith. For consistency. Who yeah. knew? Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that? Go yeah. ahead. Well, the, you brought up the scripture yesterday with Paul in Philippians 4, you know, where he says, I know how to be in humble means and I know how to be in abundance. And, Correct. And, and the illustration I just got was I know what, like, no matter what my circumstance is, I'm yes. consistent. Where's that consistency, though? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. Yes. Through Christ. Yes. So that consistency comes through that flow of being in Christ, that that the I can be in those humble moments, I can be in those abounding mo- yes. moments in the natural. The natural circumstances shouldn't affect my consistency. Whatever, whatever, however big the wave is, however small it is, the yes. whatever's going on in my life, I, when he's saying, I know what it is, like I know how to be yeah. content in all of those. He He's the stable force in all of that. Yes. You know, is no matter what I look at, if I'm in Christ, I can do all things, I can endure yes. all things, I I can face all things and I can be consistent in all things Amen. through Christ. Amen. That That's exactly it is the Lord has made it available and yeah. we need to put faith on that. Yeah. So when we see that, when we see what our job is and we see what's available to us, then when we start to actually think and let that mindset be in us mm-hmm. that's in Christ, right? We renew our mind, then we'll start to prove the will of God out. See, the will of God, would you say, I I think this is an easy question. Is the will of God for us to be consistent or inconsistent? Consistent. I think that's pretty easy for everybody to say. Then how is it that we know that's his will, but we don't think that he's provided for us to get there? How is it it takes us this long to figure this out? Right? I I understand. Listen, you're not the only one that's ever been there. I was there, too. But how is it that we've not put faith towards that? Yeah. You know, how is it we've gone so far and thought? We see the world has really done a job on our thinking. 
Mm-hmm. We've really had the world teach us the wrong normal, mm-hmm. the wrong normal. And we, be- we became okay with that, but it's not okay. It's actually yeah. ungodly. Yeah. It's godly to be consistent. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking back to so many conversations we've had where you just <laughs> said, just do it. And, yeah. it, and like, like as we're talking. Yeah, tell this because yeah. This, yeah. this will break people free. Yeah, well, like, because as, as, there's been many conversations <laughs> about that. You just got to do it. How? Like, just do it. How? Yeah. Like, like, and it's been frustrating. Like, it was frustrating in those moments. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm at this point, part of it, like, frustrated. Like, why did it take so long for that to get through <laughs> my head? You know, like, why, right. why did my brain and my flesh make it to yeah. be such a big, massive mountain? Like, but what was your brain thinking in that moment when I said, just do it? What's your brain thinking? I'm trying. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to do it. Like, like I know, um, I know. And what would I say to that? just do it don't try like do or do not there is no try like (laughs) like and like even that like even that like i'm like yoda doesn't know what he's talking about because like well in my head i was thinking like and i was wrong i was in my flesh and i was in my logic and making it all to be so big but like in my head i was like well shouldn't me be making an effort towards this thing be enough and uh but the fruit wasn't there you know and I'm not going to be judged by my my effort. I'm being judged by my fruit, you know. And, That's a great and uh, yeah, and great so. Point. But in those moments, it was just like, but I'm putting effort. I'm trying. Like, like shouldn't God just honor that, you know? And um and like, <laughs> and it, it was just all I was focused more on myself than I was. The fig on him. tree I was looked tr- like it had fruit on it. Shouldn't yeah. that be enough? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um. But like, you see what was, I'm saying? See, yeah. that's a wrong, that, that is a very common mm. thought. Yeah. It's like God's going to judge us based off of our intentions yeah. and not our fruit. Mm-hmm. That's not biblical. Yeah. That's yeah. not biblical. Yeah. And yeah. I was so focused on my own actions in those moments too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like yes, do the right things. And like, we're talking about being consistent. It's good to be consistent in yeah. doing the things that we know we need to do. But my... But I was basing all of that off of yeah. my actions. And I yeah. wasn't basing it off of I'm being faithful to his word and obedient to what he said. And I'm trusting him to come through. Like yeah. that, that wasn't there. What was there was the list, you know? Yeah. And so like talking about consistency and prayer, spirit-led prayer, spirit-led. Like that's why spirit-led is so important. Because just yes. prayer, just word, and just worship without the spirit involved in it Correct. is going to produce that I'm trying without the truth. Yes. And that's yeah. where I was, and that was the thing that was affecting me this, so much. Is like, all right, this this attack is here, and I'm doing the list. I'm doing the steps. I'm praying. I'm I'm commanding it. I'm telling it to leave. I'm I'm even worshiping. I'm I'm dancing, yeah. and I'm like, and I, I'm trying to laugh, and I'm doing all these things, but I'm just following that list, and the spirit yeah. wasn't involved in it. And I wasn't allowing that flow to yeah. enter into the situation. And so I would get frustrated, irritated at God, irritated at you yeah. more than anybody. Sorry, but just being honest, because um, that's when you're saying, just do it. I'm like, I am doing it. You know, I'm doing the actions. You're like, kind of, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> um, like, I'm doing the actions from my flesh and from my strength, but it's not by my, it's not by power. Yeah. It's by the spirit, spirit led, all that stuff. So, so that's the part, I, like, I'm getting revelation on all this right now as I'm talking. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I understand. Geez. Gosh, like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, amen, but, um, amen. And thank you for being merciful and patient with yeah. me. 
because I, I was a butt sometimes. But um, I uh, well, not just, it's not really yeah. me. It's the Lord being that way. Yeah. You know, if I'm doing it, it's because he he's doing it through mm-hmm. me anyway. But but he, it, how merciful is he with us? Yeah. You know, yeah, very. praise God, very. Yeah, it's, and and I would be so frustrated because like in my head, I'm doing the stuff. I'm doing the list. Yeah. I'm 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 trying. You know, like. But the fruit's yeah. not there. And well, what, I, I, what did I tell you about saying trying? Stop. Stop trying. <laughs> stop saying that. Yeah, stop, stop saying that. And I, Because yeah. it was a cop-out. Cop yeah. 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 But, but like, and I'm just making the connection in John 15. Yeah. If you abide in me, you'll bear fruit. Yeah. And what I was doing was I was doing the actions, but not from that position of, being connected to that flow, allowing that flow. Abiding in yeah. him, in that flow. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and if you would have asked me, like, are you in fellowship? Yeah. Like, I'm trying, <laughs> at least. That is, what you just said is great revelation. Because mm-hmm. it was all from me and not the Spirit. Yeah. And, trying uh, to do the list instead of operating in the flow. Yeah. And so, this is, so we've already given you three different reasons or three different ways to stay in the flow. And the first one is... To, is to understand, I had a statement I was going to say earlier, but it'll come back to me. The first one is this, is that you believe for only consistency. Believe, yeah. put faith to only be consistent. Yeah. Two, stay in the flow of God. Filled with the Spirit, supernatural or Spirit-led, prayer, word, and worship, and corporate fellowship. All of those are fellowship with God. That's staying in the flow of God. And, and then, um, what was the third thing? Oh, letting the flow flow through you and into other people. If you don't see yourself as a minister, as a consistent ambassador of God, then you will, you will get crusty and it'll stop the flow. Over time, that crust will stop the flow. And you'll be in the right places, but there'll be no flow in you. And so if you want to be consistent, believe for consistency, get in the flow, let the flow flow through you, right? And so the Lord said to me, um, and and you have to understand this, uh, flow without fruit is not flow. Flow without fruit is not actual flow. So you can, you action with, let me put it that way, action without fruit is not flow. And, and that means eventually you're going to come grind to a halt, right? Action without fruit is not the flow of God. Action without fruit is not the flow of God. Put it in the, put it in the comments. And that kind of sums up all of these things. And you have to have that consistency. When we started the church, and I want you to see this. When we started the church, the Lord said to me, I'm, this is a direct statement. I've said it and I've, I've tried to never lose exactly how he said it to me. The Lord said this to me personally. And I understand he was talking not only to me personally, but everybody that I would tell it to. I'm looking for people who will do the right things for long periods of time. So what he's saying is, I don't want you to just get hot or on fire for me for a moment. I want you to do the right things for long periods of time. Because that consistency is so important. And so when he made that statement, now think about that. How many people watching the broadcast have heard that statement? If God actually made that statement, then that means consistency is available. And it's godly. 
which means I have a promise of it, which means I can put my faith on it and see it happen. And I need to stop making excuses for being inconsistent. Right? All in that one statement. Yeah. All in that one statement. It, same thing when Jesus told Peter on the boat to come. In that one statement, you know that it's available for him to come to Jesus. You know that it's available for him to break natural law and walk in the supernatural simply because he said that. Right. All he had to do was say that word. The power was in it. And you see that now faith is required for him to get out of the boat. Right. So you saw that God said, look, I'm looking for people to do the right things for long periods of time. All of that was in that one statement. So I should say that statement and and or the Lord speak it to you. You can as I say it, I feel like most people can sense that's God speaking. Mm-hmm. That's God speaking to me right now. Yeah. So that's him confirming in your heart, I'm speaking this. Now, the interesting thing at that moment is that we'll hear that and we'll be like, amen. Good statement. But we don't let that statement hit home and change us and give us a responsibility for faith or or look for how we can do that, right? We just hear the statement and agree with it and amen, but we don't really pull the power out of it because the power is in it in form of a command and supply. So when the Lord says something, put this in the comments, when the Lord makes you any promise or he makes any statement, in that statement, there are two things, command and supply to make that command happen. If the Lord says anything, if there's any promise, in that statement is the command to do it and the supply to get it done. Yeah. And so when I look at a, a promise of God, when I, you know, uh, by his stripes you were healed. Mm-hmm. In that, I see command. Like, then I need to put faith to be healed. Mm-hmm. If I'm not putting faith to be healed, I'm dropping my responsibility. That's wrong. But I also see in that is the promise, the supply for that command. Yeah. And so I'll say, and by your stripes, I am healed. And by faith, I take hold of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I utilize any promise or statement of God as both command and supply. That keeps so things so simple for me. Yeah. I think that that would be one of the secrets that of simplicity that I see that and I get that. Mm-hmm. And when I hear the Lord say something, I just go because I know if he said it, mm-hmm. there's command and supply in it. Yeah. That helps me be consistent mm-hmm. because I'm not bouncing all over. Well, I wonder if he'll heal me this time. Yeah. No, by his stripes, I'm healed. Mm-hmm. Like I, already, I see that. I see it so clearly. You know, When he says, beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper. Then there's command to prosper yeah. and supply. It's really simple, Mm -hmm. right? Any promise of God carries with it command and supply. All right, now, so when he made that statement to me, I recognized that there is a ton of people that are not doing this. And instantly, one of the things that came to me is if every Christian on the planet would be consistent and do the right things for long periods of time, how would that change the earth? How would it change it? I, I can't even fathom. I know, exactly. Honestly. What if just everybody in this room, everybody in the room, at one moment decides today, 
uh, just in the room, yeah. that I will be consistent and do the right thing every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time the Lord tells me to do something, I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, what if they just made that statement? I mean, one man, Jesus, made that decision. Correct. And still changing the world today, you know? Correct. One person did that. And then, okay, let's say he, because he was divine, we're actually divine too, but they, mm-hmm. let's, let's take that argument out of there. Yeah. Well, let's boil it down. You had 12 men. Yeah. 12 disciples, 12 apostles that did the same. Mm-hmm. They, they did that. In the midst of threats. Yes. In the midst of persecution. Yeah. And changed the world literally yeah. still 2,000 years later. Yeah. Totally different place because of what they did. Yeah. People healed, delivered. Yeah, you would see. I literally believe if you had every Christian actually follow that in five years period of time, everybody would be born again on the earth. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Evil would be completely destroyed. So the problem is we are is our consistency. Our, our, the problem in the world, you want to know why the world feels like it's going to hell in a handbasket? Christians not being consistent. This yeah. is a big item. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and, but where does that start? Can I just like wave a magic wand and every Christian across the world start being consistent? That'd be nice. But- That'd be nice, but that's not how it works because yeah. we have the option of love. Yeah. To follow his command or not and choose it, right? Mm-hmm. So where does that begin? Each individual person. Yeah. Each individual person. Yeah. So as we make that decision and see when I make that decision, has my decision to follow that helped you? Yeah. Yeah. Has you know, and as we make that decision, it'll help the next person say, I want to walk like that. Yeah. It'll prove that God's will is good and perfect. And and so we need this consistency. So uh, one of the things, read that verse, uh, Proverbs 16, 3, King James. Commit, commit your works unto the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. I, I modernized it a bit yeah. from the these and that. But. Commit your works to the Lord, mm-hmm. and your thoughts will be established. Yeah. So what you see is a lot of times what the reason why we're inconsistent is because we follow our thoughts yeah. that are wrong. Mm-hmm. But if we'll just keep doing that, if we'll just keep doing that, Dylan and I were having a discussion the other day about the prodigal son. And, and how many people, like, they just don't feel worthy. They don't feel consistent. They're trying, right? They're trying. They don't feel consistent. They're not walking. And in, in, they know that they don't uphold full godliness. They feel unworthy. How many people are like that? Now, a lot of that boils back down to a revelation of righteousness or walking in condemnation. I get that, but I'm not talking about that today. Just look at this. In the story of the prodigal son, which really represents the heart of the father, and the prodigal son had been what? Prodigal. The prodigal son had been jacked up, messed up, done it wrong. Anybody done it wrong before? <laughs> he had been, he had done it wrong, and his done it wrong self comes back home, and the father is thrilled. Yeah, he's thrilled. Why? Because he's there. Because.
because now he's not consistently away. He's consistently there. And this is something that I'll tell you about your heavenly father. He knows that if you'll just stay in his presence, that stuff will get fixed. If you'll just stay in the flow and let the flow flow through you, it'll fix the inconsistency. He was thrilled that he was there. Don't worry about what you got wrong and what you got right to the point that it takes you into condemnation, Mm -hmm. right? Do we need to be uh, concerned with getting sin out out of our life? Yes. Getting lack of faith out of our life. Absolutely. But that's staying in the flow. But don't let your wrongness keep you away from the place where you can make it right. Mm-hmm. You know, Don't let a sickness keep you away from the doctor or the hospital. Well, I'm sick, so I don't want to go to the doctor. That's the same thing as saying, I feel unworthy, so I'm, I'm not going to be consistent with yeah. God and not get in the flow. And, and, but look at the heart of the dad. Yeah. He was so happy that his son was there, even with seal. He, he hadn't changed everything yet. Mm-hmm. He wasn't completely uh, in renewal of the mind yet. Yeah. He, he was just there, and the dad was ecstatic. Yeah, yeah. well, like the scripture that's coming to me right now is, you know, we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with yes. our weaknesses. Yes. He was tempted in every way, uh, yet without sin. And then isn't that the verse that goes on to say, therefore, let us come boldly? Before yes, the throne of grace. Correct. Yeah. That that's how God is. He's a he's yes. he, he wants us to come to him boldly before the throne of grace to receive grace for help in time yes. of need. And correct. and there was I know there was one prayer and, and you asked me to pray this as well, is like Lord help me. <laughs> like you know? Yes. And um, yeah. and so like in the midst of, of all of that where like I didn't always see what I was mi- where I was missing it, what I was doing wrong, why it didn't seem to be working, why the fruit didn't seem to be there. Yeah. One prayer I would pray consistently was, God, I need your help. Like, I don't know what to do. God, help me. Like, help me, Lord. Like, help me, Lord. Like, like God, I need your help. <laughs> yeah. You know, I yeah. probably didn't always pray it that way. But like, God, I need your help. And, and even though in the moment I would have very much liked to have been, I still had to make the choice. And I, I still had to, had to enter into that flow. But God was, was merciful and he helped me. Like, yes. even though in the, in the moment I would have liked it to all have just like, God help me. boom, It just like happened. Like I, I still needed him to guide and coach me into that flow again, because I, I separated myself from it, but he still helped me. You know, yeah. he was still merciful. It, it, yeah. it, it took longer because of me, <laughs> you know, like it yeah. could have been, in, it could have been instant if I would have just. Correct. Plugged back into that flow. Correct. But he was still merciful to me, and he still yeah. helped me, and coached me, and guided me, and and gave me pieces here and there, and and yeah. and like not that I have it all figured out at this point, but he wants us to come boldly. He wants to help us, and he wants to give us the grace that we need. That that's to Correct. be consistent. Yeah. You know that's what that grace is. It if if I've been inconsistent, he'll give me that grace to be consistent. Correct. Well, and. Basically, Proverbs 16.3 is saying this. I want you to hear this point. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 16.3 is saying this. Choose to keep doing the right thing even when you're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And put that in the comments. Choose to do the right thing even when you're not feeling it. Yeah. When you don't understand it, you're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, you're not there. Mm-hmm. You're under attack and don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Choose to do the right thing anyway. Yeah. When you do that, 
you engage the supernatural power of God. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'll establish your thoughts. I'll get you to a place where you do want to do that. I'll help you. I'll, I'll take you by the hand and lead you to the place where you actually will yeah. do and want to do these things. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, now watch this, a lot of times people are not doing the basics of getting in the flow, and they're not doing the biblical commands of the basics, right? They're not doing the, the commands of the basics to stay in that place, and so they lose consistency. Mm -hmm. so for example, think about this. What, uh, let's look at the Word. Let's literally uh, put our eyes on the Word. Go to Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5. Now, command and supply. Command, say it with me, command, command and supply. And supply. 1 Thessalonians 5.16. First Thessalonians five sixteen. What does it say? Getting there. <laughs> are you trying? Or are you doing? I'm doing. <laughs> Amen. First Thessalonians five sixteen. Thessalonians five sixteen. Rejoice always. How often? Always. When you feel good. Always. When you feel bad. Always. <laughs> when you feel mediocre. Always. When you're in pain. It still says always. Okay. When, when you're not in pain. Oh, no, it still says always. Always, yeah. yeah. Always. It hasn't changed for no. any of those situations. It's not conditional. No. Is this a command? Yes. From our Lord? Yes, sir. Who's supposed to be the director of our life? Yes, sir. Then that means, is there a supply? Yeah. Uh, now, we're not talking about pastor made something up. Mm -hmm. No. This is... This is right here in the book. And, of course, this is repeated in other places as well. But rejoice always. That means put on joy again. Like you had joy from your salvation. Dig it up. Put it on again. Yeah. Put it on, on purpose, whether you feel like it or not. And it helps. I'll tell you this. I'll just give you a little secret. It helps to let your face know about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll help the people around you if nobody else. Rejoice always. Yeah. Always. Under attack, not under attack. Rejoice always. 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 Mm -hmm. Right? And, and so command is there. There's a command there. If Jesus is actually your Lord, you got to see that as command. And you got to say, this is my responsibility. Mm -hmm. But also, if he told me that in his word is the power and the supply to get it done. Yeah. yeah. No matter what I see, no matter what I feel, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know, I you know, over uh, over the weekend, man, I was not feeling good, but I was choosing to think on things worthy of praise. I w I didn't feel like doing that, but I was choosing to do that. Right? I was choosing to get in joy. I was choosing these things. Right? And and that choice is what broke me out of it. Mm -hmm. Because come Sunday morning, come into the corporate flow, right? I came into the corporate flow. I'm sitting there, and in the middle of worship, all of a sudden, I feel healing hit my body. Boom! Just that fast. And I was like, praise God. I didn't know when it was coming exactly, but I knew it was coming. Yeah. Because I knew what I was choosing. Yeah. I knew what I was choosing. Yeah. I'd already sealed what I was choosing by yeah. my words. 
Deuteronomy 30, 19, choose this day uh, between death and life. And if you don't know, choose life. And then Proverbs 18, 20, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So I chose it with my words. I knew that I was healed. I knew it was manifesting. It started manifesting the moment I chose to believe it. And then it it happened there in worship. Right? Why? I'm working my faith. I'm working my faith. I'm choosing those things. And then it came. I felt it when it came. Oh, praise God. Glory to God. I don't have to preach through this. That was awesome. Right? Yeah. But I was going to preach no matter how I felt. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to do what God has told us to do. So consistency. I've seen so many people over the years that have said they're after God and they'll be on fire for God and they'll run on fire for God and then they'll hit a ditch. You got to find that place where you just keep going up. You just keep going up. And if you have moments where you can choose to amp it up a little bit and go faster and go higher, quicker, do it. Grow in that. Become better at at increase. Become better at that. But get to the place where you're not burning out and then having to go. You can having to go down. You can look at situations like this, like your work. Have you ever been working on something? I mean, you work and you work hard and then you crash, right? Is it better to work hard, hard, hard and then crash? Or is it better just to consistently work, right? Yeah. It's better to consistently work. You're, you actually don't want to move you know, from, from mountain to valley all the time. Yeah. You want to stay in a consistent climb, a consistent climb. And that's where we want to stay in that place. Yeah. We want to stay in those places with God. Learn, learn what are triggers for you. Learn what are triggers that will burn you out. Learn what are triggers that will pull you down. Uh, ask the Lord to show you those things so you can skillfully become more c- consistent in that. Choose to believe it. Mm-hmm. Choose to go after God, and you'll see those things and have those things. Yeah, so... The key to consistency, like I'm looking at, even at the comments, you know, choose to do the right things even when you don't feel like it. God's looking for people who will do right things for long periods of time. Yes. So the secret to consistency is to be consistent. Yes. Commit your words. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Your thoughts might be established. At the beginning, you're right. Yeah. 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 Just do it. You're choosing it by faith because he's shown you that you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. one, One thing, like, and this goes back to rejoice always. Yeah. And every in everything, not for everything, but in everything, give thanks to God. And he says, For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In that flow, in him I'm empowered to rejoice always. In him I'm empowered to pray without ceasing. In him I can give thanks. No matter what I'm facing, no matter what situation I'm in, I'm in the anointing. I'm in him. Another verse that's consistently been coming up to me is in uh, Isaiah 61. You know, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. And then it goes through that list. But at the end of that list, he says, so that they will be oaks of righteousness. Yes. Like, and, and what is an oak? It's, a, it's firmly rooted, you know, firmly rooted so that it's not going to easily be swayed by the winds. It's not going to be easily broken down. It's not going to fall. It's like, and that's, and that is us. Yes. You know, and Jesus fulfilled that so that we could be oaks of righteousness. Yes. Right? That's what he wants us to be. Is that Isaiah 61? 
Is that, uh, so, is that a psalm? No, it's Isaiah 61, okay. yeah. like verse 3, I think. Yeah, so we will be oaks of righteousness, you know, firm and steadfast, yes. consistent, not blown yes. around, not up and down, but strong and with a sturdy foundation yes. you know, that we won't be blown around. We'll be stable. We'll be strong we'll, yes. and, and consistent no matter what, what yes. we're facing. That's, that's what we need to be. And this is something that I wanted, we mentioned this at the beginning of the week, mm-hmm. and we said a fellowship flow. Mm-hmm. And we said that fellowship was the word, worship, prayer, and corporate fellowship combined with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because yeah. it's going to be hard to be in the proper kind of flow without the Holy Spirit's yeah. baptism. But then we said further. So fellowship, furtherance, and fruit. Yeah. Many people will never have the flow into fruit without growth in furthering who they are. Growth and consistency. Think about this. If you took a plant, now think about this. If you took a plant and you planted it and it started to come up, but you were inconsistent with the watering, right? Or the soil was inconsistent in its giving of nutrition. Would there be growth? So see, consistency is a major part of our growth. Yeah. And many times when we're not consistent, our growth is stunted and yeah. it stops. And when our growth is stunted, the flow of fruit stops. If there's no growth, there's no fruit. If there's no furtherance of that flow, there's yeah. no fruit. So to be God's consistent ambassador, and then just put this in the comments if you would, a consistent ambassador, colon, is fellowship, furtherance, and fruit. And you repeat that cycle over and over and over and over again. But in that furtherance, you have to have growth. So a lot of people, they're not planted. They're not growing. All they're doing is amening a message, but they don't let it change them, and they don't let it grow. Yeah. Growth without change is impossible. Is impossible. And so in order to grow, you have to have some sort of change. Uh, For a tree, if you go in a backyard, in our backyard, we got a tree, it's growing. It looks the exact same, but it really doesn't. If you took pictures from a year ago to this year, the bark would be at a different position. Things have changed. Things have shifted. It's been so slow that you couldn't see it with your natural eye, but it is recordable growth. And that's the furtherance of this flow. And what happens is we start out with a little bit of flow, but in God, that flow increases and increases, and the flow of the anointing and the flow of the gifts and the flow of the fruit gets larger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, you're doing supernatural things, and people say, how did you get here? Why Why are you here? What is going on? I want that. Yeah. And all you did was be consistent. Mm -hmm. We need, as God's ambassadors, we must be consistent. And the consistency is the flow, the furtherance, and the fruit. The flow, the furtherance, and the fruit. God wants to take you further. He wants to take you beyond where you are now. He wants to grow you to the place where fruit is so super abundant. The only description of it that's proper is heavenly and godly and yeah. supernatural. He wants to take you to these places. But it all happens in a flow of God, his spirit, his anointing, 
through the Holy Spirit, a furtherance where you grow in those areas and you have the fruit. We should never be a consistent ambassador, never is missing flow. A consistent ambassador is never missing furtherance. Mm -hmm. A consistent ambassador is never missing fruit. There should always be those three things all the time. So now watch this. I have people all the time throughout the years. Pastor, I just want to minister the gospel. I just want to minister the gospel. Good. What are you doing? Do it. What are you doing it now? Well, no, because I don't have a platform. No pastor let me preach. A platform stopping you from being fruitful? Like you got the street, you got family, you've got you've got your grocery store, you've got your co-workers. I, you know, all we did the other day is just went to the store to get some food. Mm-hmm. And there was the guy right there. There was a guy waiting to hear about the Lord and renew fellowship with him. Yeah. And we let the fruit of God as we led him to the Lord to commit to the Lord fresh that day. We had fruit. Yeah. Prayed over him. Let the flow of the anointing go. Where God gave that revelation through the gifts of the Spirit. Why? How did I have the gifts of the Spirit? Because I have a flow of the Spirit, and I furthered that flow, and now I had the fruit to give to them. That wasn't a platform. That wasn't a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's, that's, if you think that the fruit of God takes place only on Sunday morning, you are severely restricting the flow. Severely restricting the flow. And it's like, you should be winning souls right now. Well, I, I'm, I just don't have an, an, a place to give an altar call. That's a lie. You've, you bought a lie. Yeah. You bought a lie. And what believers should not have fruit? Yeah. Can't we see that in the fig tree example? Yeah. Can't we see that every believer should be instant, in season, out of season? That's the call of God's ambassadors. Yeah. That's the call. Abigail. Well, I had a question on this same topic. How can you tell that the fruit I'm producing is good fruit and not just because I think it is? That is a great, great question. And this is actually a major problem in the church and a problem of inconsistency is a lot of people think that their actions are fruit. Here's biblical fruit, and I'm going to give it to you. There's six parts of it that pretty much encapsulates all the fruit of God. This is biblical fruit. Number one, you're in fellowship with God. So again, fellowship with God is by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You are in spirit-led prayer, word, and worship, and you're in corporate worship a corporate fellowship with other believers with God. So if you're not in church, you're outside of that fellowship. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, then you are are denying a command of your Lord and the rest of your flow is going to not be where it needs to be. So you need to be in church, you need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, and then you need to allow the Holy Spirit to help you in spirit-led prayer, word, and worship. You need those things. If that, if you're not doing that, then your fruit is not sufficient. Even if you're doing all the rest of the fruit, these are not. This is not fruit that should be 
sometimes. This should be consistently uh, fruitful in all six of these areas. Now, if you've not been there, but you're wanting to go there, don't beat yourself up for not being there, right? Don't beat yourself up for not being there. Just recognize the change, repent to the Lord, ask for his help, and and he'll help you get to those new places. But also being in these places, being in a church that operates this way will greatly, greatly help you. So number one is be in fellowship, right? In church with other believers, in fellowship with the Holy Ghost, and then through those, through those, have spirit-led word, worship, and prayer. That should be a regular occurrence every week that should be happening. The second fruit is winning souls. Ask yourself this question. When's the last time I personally led somebody to Jesus, to commit to Jesus? If you don't know the answer of that, then that fruit's not consistent enough, okay? And I'm not talking about just bringing somebody to church on Sunday. That's awesome. That's important. But I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about being a soul winner. This is fruit, biblical fruit, that every believer as his consistent ambassador should be carrying. The next one is, uh, are you making disciples? Which means this, I'm helping people to actually discipline their lives after Jesus. A proper disciple matured is one that I can, they can have no influence from anything around them and they will dis- discipline themselves to go after the Lord. That's a proper mature disciple. But in order to make disciples, I have to be living that. If I'm not living that, it's going to be very difficult to to make a disciple. So the first part of discipleship is to grow yourself. So are you growing yourself? Are you disciplining yourself? And if so, then are you helping make disciples of other people? So those are the first three fruits. When you say that consistency is also a fruit of discipline? Of course. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So being consistent is a part of making disciples 100%. Yeah. All right. The next three uh, fruit is this. This is biblical fruit. Having power of God in your life. Are you seeing miracles? Are you seeing the supernatural? Are you seeing that when you pray for yourself, when you pray for other people? Are you seeing that? You don't want to just see these things at church because that that could be just because you're with other people and their anointing is flowing. You want to see these things Even when you're outside of church, are you carrying the power of God? Because the power of God is a proof of the flow of God, a proof of that flow of fellowship. He says, when you preach the word, he says, I will work with the word performing signs and wonders. Well, that means if I'm speaking the word to my coworkers, I'm going to start seeing the power of God flow too. Again, you might not have ever been seeing these things, but you can. But you can. You can see these things. I believe you will see these things. Don't let the devil condemn you because you've not seen them yet. But believe God. Say, Lord, help me to move in all areas of this fruit. As a matter of fact, just stop right now. Say, Lord, I ask you. I ask you. Help me. Help me. To walk in all these areas. Walk in all these areas. Of biblical fruitfulness. Of biblical fruitfulness. I ask for forgiveness. I ask for forgiveness. Where I have it. And by faith, faith, I receive forgiveness right now. I receive forgiveness right now. And I ask you you to help me me grow grow in fruit fruit 
and continue to grow. And continue to grow. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. And he'll do it. Praise God. Here, So you want fellowship, winning souls, making disciples. You want supernatural power. Here's the other thing. The next fruit is supernatural revelation. You want supernatural revelation. Uh, this is not only the gifts of the Spirit where you have word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Uh, you want to see uh, prophecy, interpretation, discerning of the spirits. Not only the gifts of the Spirit, but as you're reading this word, you want the Holy Spirit opening up new things to you. Right? Opening up new things to you. You should see that in church, but you want to have it in your own life as well. This is a fruit. This is a revelation. Now, are these things required every single day? Like if you miss a day, are you are you going to hell because you missed a day in this fruitfulness? No, no. But on a regular basis, you should see these things happening. And the last, the sixth fruit is the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Galatians 5, 22, 23, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, uh, self-control. Uh, I, I don't know, I might have missed one. But the point is, you want to be walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. You want the fruit of the Spirit to be in your life and growing. And so when you see this, these things, you're going to see pretty much every bit of biblical fruit is going to be wrapped up in those things. Yeah. So if somebody, think about this, if somebody's just going to church, that's good and that's consistent, but it's not the end goal of fruit. You want to move to fruitfulness. If somebody's just praying every day or just reading their Bible, so for example, one time, uh, some of you've heard this story, but there was a person that came to church for a while, and man, they told me they read their Bible uh, two to four hours every day. Like I think they said three to four hours every day is what they said. Uh, I knew I knew instantly it wasn't that long every day, but I knew it by the Spirit. But uh, they said three to four hours every day. I knew it was at, at, a, at least. That's why I said two to four, because I knew it by the Spirit. It wasn't three to four every day. And um, so they said that. I went, wow, this is the type of person I believe them. Like, I believe that they had that as a regular, consistent uh, action in their life. But here's the issue. I watched that person who read the Bible three to four hours every day make one of the most inhumane, <laughs> ugly nasty comments I've ever seen made in my life to somebody. I mean, it was sickening. Everybody, when they made the comment, everybody in the room gasped and their jaw hit the floor. Oh, oh my gosh. And then they stormed out one out. Now watch this. So they had action, but they didn't have that action of reading the word move them to fruit. Yeah. So they would have said they were a fruitful, consistent Christian because they never judged themselves like Priscilla's question asked. Mm -hmm. They never judged themselves. Am I actually carrying the fruit of the Spirit? No, I'm carrying hardness in my heart. I'm carrying unforgiveness in my heart is what they would have found because they never let their actions turn to fruit. They got crusty, and they were very crusty. I mean, it was ugly, right? This ugly, crusty religion because they never actually let the fruit of the Spirit be developed in them and grow to that. So when you're asking that question, you want to make sure that you're seeing biblical fruit and growing to that place. That's a great, great question. Thank you for asking. that. So in this consistent ambassador, we want fellowship, furtherance, 
and fruit. And we want to repeat this and repeat this. If you can kind of see that we're going around this track of fellowship, furtherance, and fruit, fellowship, furtherance, and fruit. But it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and higher and higher. That's the way the Lord will increase it. He'll make the fellowship deeper. He'll make it even uh, even stronger than what you started out with. It'll become precious to you. That fellowship will become precious. Your growth, you'll start to grow in revelation that'll that'll make people you know gasp with exclamation. You know, then you'll have fruit that'll become more and more supernatural. It'll be awesome. It'll be outstanding. This is the place that we want to stay in. Uh, we want to continue to grow in it. Just because you get one fruit doesn't mean that fellowship stops. No, that fellowship continues. You're consistent in fellowship. You're consistent in furtherance. And you're consistent in the fruit. Yeah. Amen. There was some great revelation that came out today. Did you get something out of this? Yeah. Amen. Sorry, I know you were pointing to the people, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah, Glory good. to God. Well, we love you so very much. Listen, tomorrow, I, I'm going to pray over this and just saying we'll cut this part out of the archive. But uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about this. What do you do when you hit a problem? When you hit a wall, what do you do when you hit the wall? I'm going to tell you the very simple solution. What do you do when you hit a wall, when you hit a problem and you need a solution? What do you do? And so we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Make sure you join us. But right now, I just want to pray for every consistent ambassador out there. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, let the flow of your fellowship, furtherance, and fruit grow in every person. Let consistency be seen as a command, but also as a supply from heaven. It is something we can put faith in and we can walk in. Let every believer that's hearing this go to a new level of consistency. Let every believer that's hearing this go to a new level of fellowship, a new level of furthering their growth in Christ, and a new level of fruitfulness from this day forward. And if you receive that, just say, Lord, I receive that new level in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your help to bring this about. Lord, we take on the responsibility of consistency. We take on the responsibility of being your ambassadors. We take on the responsibility of flow, furtherance, and fruit. And we take the supply to get these things done. We know that they're happening from this day forward in Jesus' name. We praise you, Lord. We worship you. We give you the glory. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Just say this with me. Say, Lord, I receive that. Lord, I receive, I receive that. your will done in my life right now. I'm not waiting on it. I have it. And I'm walking as a consistent ambassador from this day forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. Priscilla says, I ain't going to be a crusty Christian. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. That's that's something none of us need to be. Amen. Amen. Got anything to add? No. I just thank you. Thank you for being that consistent. Yeah. Amen. In my life. Because we all need consistent people. And um, I'm excited to see, like, all the people watching today be that for someone else. Yes. Yeah. And that's the way it's supposed to be is multiplied. Multiply that consistency fruit into the lives of other people. So 
Hallelujah. We love you so very much. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll talk about what to do when you need a solution, when you hit a wall. Here's Abigail to wrap it up. And uh, listen, she's going to tell you about lead, and uh, we're going to put the we're going to put the website up there. Go and sign up. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to watch it. You're going to want to be there if you can, and uh, make sure make sure that you get there. It's going to be great, great training to grow. You have a responsibility to grow, and yeah. that's what this is talking about. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Here's Abigail. Glory to God. Yes, we will be telling you about Lead 23. It's happening this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If you are a human being, hello, you are called to be a leader. (laughs) Whether you are actually a physical leader in your job or whatever, you are called to be a leader. If you're a man, you're called to be a leader of your household. If you're a mom or a man, you're supposed to be a leader to your children. We're all supposed to be leaders in discipling. Whatever your job placement calling, you are called to be a leader. And it's very important. It's something to be highly esteemed. So as Pastor said, we would love to have you joining us for Lead 23 this weekend. There's the link in the comments. Buddy just put it up. You can click on that link for more information. But we highly, highly encourage it. Also, really quickly, we want to make it available for you. If the Lord has placed on your heart to sow into this soil, to sow into this word, then we want to make it easy for you to do so. By no means do we want you to give under compulsion. We give this broadcast freely to you. We're not doing it for anything except obedience because the Lord told us to do it. But in the same act of obedience, if the Lord's placed on your heart to sow, then we want to make it easy for you to do so. And we are attaching our faith with you on your seed We are believing that it is in good soil and the harvest is coming to you quickly and supernaturally. So right now, thank you, Lord, for every person who is sowing into this word, into this broadcast today. We praise you for them. Thank you for their obedience and thank you that their seed, that their harvest is pressed down, shaken together and running over quickly into their hands. We are expecting great testimonies in Jesus.